your positive, positive, positive imprint. Stories are everywhere. People and their positive action inspire positive achievements. Your PI could mean the world to you. Get ready for your positive imprint. Well, happy Earth Day to the world. My favorite song for today is by John Denver. Celebrate Earth Day every day. Celebrate land and sea. Celebrate you and me. Well, I would love to hear what you're doing today on Earth Day. Send me an email to Catherine at yourpositiveimprint.com or Facebook me. I've started a chat group on Facebook at Your Positive Imprint. Please join me. Well, you can hear the water. And I'm sitting out here with my husband and my dog, and we are just loving the sound of the runoff, the snow runoff, the winter runoff. It runs through our property almost every year. It's just beautiful. And truthfully, we're actually taking a break from all of the pine needle raking that we need to do after the winter, as our fire season is going to be kicking in. But it's so nice out here. Well, on March 15th, the World Watch students take an active role on seeking political action against climate change. Greta Thunberg of Sweden began this movement. Greta says, please don't admire me, but rather support the cause. Well, two years ago, an eight-year-old began Lily's Plastic Pickup to educate and inform the world about the dangers of plastics to the animals and to our oceans, our lakes, our rivers, our landfills. Today, Lily Platt of the Netherlands is 10 years old and she is an environmental activist. She believes in Swedish Greta Thunberg's cause and joins the strike for climate change. Lily is a global traveler and cleans beaches wherever she goes. Eleanor is Lily's mom, and she joins the podcast today to provide support for Lily, but also a parent's perspective on raising an environmental leader and activist who's still attending school. Well, thank you so much for joining me today on Earth Day, your positive imprint. What's your PI? Hello, this is Catherine Praisewater with Your Positive Imprint. I am so thrilled to have Lily Platt and her mother, Eleanor. They are out in the Netherlands. And you all know Lily from her absolute wonderful program, Lily's, well, she had Lily's Global Cleanup Day last year, and now she has and has had Lily's Plastic Pickup. Lily, hello. Hello. Hi. Hello, how are you? <laughs> Hi, Eleanor. Lily, Hello. tell us about yourself. How old are you and what got you started? Just everything about well, you. Okay, well, I'm 10 years old uh, and how, well, all of the, well, how the activism um, started because my first project was, was, um, was plastic pollution and that started way back in 2015 when me and my grandpa were walking to McDonald's and every day we started to see more and more plastic that was on the road and we thought hey maybe we should start to pick this up because plastic can, it didn't it doesn't look right so so after we started to pick it up my grandpa started my grandpa told me that everything that falls on the ground will somehow make its way to the ocean because it might take a day a week a month, even a year, but it will somehow make its way to the ocean and into the plastic suit. Oh, 
And so that's how you got started. Well, that is wonderful. Oh, well, that's not wonderful that you were finding so much plastic, but that's great that mm-hmm. something inspired you. And, and mm-hmm. But everybody sees plastic, Lily. Everybody sees trash on the ground. So what, what did make it different for you to just well, be that bright light and say, I'm going to do something? Well, what happened um, after a pickup is that we is that we sort it all into um, intersections. So cans go candy bottles go to bottles, etc. Now we take photos of it and post it on social media. And we thought this was the perfect way of how to get people's attention because so many people are on social media um, these days. So that's how more people could see this. But then in summer of 2017, Lily's pickup just went viral. So first the local newspaper came, then the national newspaper came, then very, 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 very early in the morning, this radio station called Q Music called us. But after the interview, my grandpa um, made a joke about, well, next thing you know, the TV is going to um, is going to come. Funny thing was a TV program actually came that, sa- that same day. <laughs> <laughs> they actually predicted the future. Oh, well, and I hope that what you're doing is predicting the future for a cleaner earth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah, it's not biodegradable. Do you feel from the day you started and up until today in 2019, do you feel that more people are informed and more people are sorting their trash into recyclables? Yes, yes. Because, um, because our main mission is to educate and inform and and right now that's actually what's happening more people are starting to know and more people are doing something and what about government are you do you ever talk to any of your government officials or well yes because we try and get as many people to listen to us but but you helped with the deposit scheme yeah didn't you, with the council and, yes. the, and the, there was um, a balloon release uh, ban here where we live because they were they always let lots of uh, balloon releases off on King's Day and balloons are very dangerous for animals. Yeah. And not just animals uh, in the sea, but also farm animals. Any Birds, type of animal. Um, it really is quite astounding. We, Lily has lots of letters from farmers who find that their cows and sheep have been eating balloons that have landed oh. in their fields. People don't realize this. Also, the birds in the forest, they get caught up with the ribbons. There was one balloon, actually, it was let off, and it was found 250 kilometers uh, further up near the sea uh, in one day. Can you imagine traveling that far? So then that was just one balloon, and they probably let off thousands because it was King's Day. So every council here in Holland now, they're all trying to get this ban on on, on balloon releases. Because, Because balloons, they can travel. Yeah. For days yeah. and days, and that, but then unfortunately, their their endpoint is either in nature or anywhere, or even yeah. in an animal stomach. It might give the illusion as fish, which is mostly with with seabirds and and other marine mammals. But what happens when they eat plastic is that is that it makes them feel full, so they basically never eat again. Right. But imagine having that feeling of of just always feeling full and never being able to eat again. Because we were invited to Norway there was a whale that had eaten 30 plastic bags and and, and <gasps> oh very gosh. very and and it basically starved itself um, to death and in memory of this whale because they were so shocked that this whale had mm-hmm. died from eating all this plastic they had uh, the plastic whale conference last year that Lily was invited to to speak uh, and so we went to Norway to do huge cleanups and it was just the amount of 
of plastic and stuff from fishing vessels, cruise ships that had, that has come into all the inlets it's in Norway horrifying. were just awful. And and nature grows around all of this. So you were digging literally meters down to some plastic that was 2005. You found something. Wasn't no, it was um no someone found. Um, something that was in 2006. Ah, okay, 2006. And everyone said, said about how old this was. Yes, older than you. Yeah. But then you suddenly saw th- actually the effect of plastic because there was a milk carton that had been there for such a long time and the sun and the sea, it looked completely perfect. But as but soon as you I, touched it, it just crumbled. It sh- shattered into a million pieces. And this is microplastic. So you've got microplastic. And what's going to happen to this because it's not biodegradable? It's it going to get smaller and smaller. Well, no, it's going to keep breaking. Nanoplastic. And then what's going to eat nanoplastic? Plankton. And what eats plankton? Fish. What eats fish? Another fish. So circle of life, etc. But then eventually it comes into the human stomach. Yeah. Where yeah. might be even eating plastic ourselves? One of the things uh, that I really like that you're doing is the awareness for the plastic because a lot of people, when they buy their fruits and vegetables... A lot of it comes in a plastic of some sort. So you have those plastic nets Mm -hmm. like avocados or oranges come in those plastic Mm -hmm. nettings. I always cut mine so that it can't, you know, capture an animal inside of it or get around a neck. But that's just me. You know, there's millions and billions of people out there and millions of these nettings. So you have your own Netherlands, and I i can't think of how to pronounce his name. Boy, boy and Slat with the ocean cleanup. Thank you. Yes. So I've tried to, or I have contacted him to see if I could get an interview with him, and he's awfully busy now, but he's out there trying to collect the plastic from the ocean with his own invention. And have you had any opportunity to have a chat with him at all? Twitter, Boyan has said hello to, to Lily, but as you said, he's very, very, very busy. Boyan has obviously got this two kilometer long uh, ocean cleanup pipe trying to get rid of the uh, Pacific garbage patch. But everything starts from an individual. And if you look around your house and see what can I do to change, nothing will stop you from taking a reusable bag to the store uh-huh. to get your bread, uh, a Tupperware to go to get your cheese from the deli counter. Or just reuse a bottle. That's right, or, or reusable things. Um, and uh, Lily ha- ha- was very fortunate to be asked to be Youth Ambassador of the Plastic Pollution Coalition. Yeah, what do they teach um, you? Well, they taught me about the four R's, recycle, renew, reuse, and the most important R, refusing use plastic. Because you know how you said um, about the nettings? How, how bad they right. were. Same thing with single-use plastic. We're very against that. So to help people refuse single-use plastic, um, our friends in Bali made us a set. Um, and and um, first thing what we have here is a spork. Half spoon, half fork. So you and can it's made it of, of bamboo. It's made from bamboo. So it's um, sustainable. So, yes, yeah, so, so, um, so you can take it everywhere. So you can say, no, single-use plastic. The spork. Bambi stores included. <laughs> um, oh, let's see. And, okay, hold that up yeah. again and let's see what you're holding there. Oh. Um, the bamboo straws. Okay, there the are bamboo two straws. And fun fact about about these bamboo straws is that they have a little particle in them called bambacon. And this is also what bamboo is made from. And this is antibacterial, so it cleans itself sort of um, when you drink water. And, and the last thing what we have here is this. 
thing to clean the straw. I mean, to, yeah. use to clean the straw. Yep. People can take it into with them ev yeah. everywhere they go. And Lily's given it to Dr. Jane Goodall. And, Afro Shah. And to Afro Shah and to Jessie Claver, who's the and head of the Green. Ruganath. That's right. And the Prime Minister of Curacao. Uh, she's given it to him and talked to him about plastic use, and he's tried to stop all straws in the Curacao no, he, Parliament. No, he's already banned oh, it. Oh, he's banning it, that's right. No, he's already has banned it. Oh, well, that's good. Good for him. And where is this? This is in, in, in Curacao. In Curacao. When we visited Curacao, we, we saw him. He, when we were there uh, the first time, uh, there was lots of plastic all over the mm -hmm. floor, so well, Lily sent him a messages, and uh, and they've been friends on Twitter ever since, and then when mm -hmm. we went back to Curacao, he always said he would say hello to her. And then he kept his promise, didn't he? Yeah. And you met him. That's so... Oh, Lily, that yeah. is... That's right there. That's such a wonderful inspiration coming from somebody who is a leader. And can you please tell me where Curacao is? Curacao is a, it's an island in the Caribbean. And it's opposite, opposite, and literally opposite Venezuela, the coast of Venezuela. Um, and so they call them the ABC Islands. So it's the Dutch Antilles. So it's um, uh, you've got Bonaire and Aruba. Uh, and then I think you've got St. Ignatius and uh, Saba um, as, as, as it sort of goes up the Windward yeah. Islands. So you always get the wind coming from one, one direction and then you've got the calm side of the island on the other side. But, but he was very, very good and you taught yeah. him the four R's. You had to yeah. keep telling him. What yeah, did he say? Like, okay, um, uh, okay, uh, recycle, um, renew. Um, yeah, he, yeah, because he, uh, yeah, because he just had to, he had to get it right. He did, and yeah. he was, and he was saying that he's really got to do. They've got to do much, much, much better with plastic. But you could see that he really was, yeah. was, was wanting to try. So his first thing was, was, was stopping uh, straws in, uh, in the parliament. So that was good. That was yeah. a good step, wasn't it? Uh, um, and also, what happens um, in with the waters in Curacao is that the sea kind of sorts all the plastic in beaches because one of them has a lot of tires. We went to that one. We did a cleanup there and one of them and the other one has um all the big chunks of plastic that's right and then and then one more i think this one is the most dangerous there's a whole beach just microplastic it is but you can see it's incredible how the current just just sorts but also the, very dangerous the plastic it is because it's just coming and you could you, you can be there for i don't know weeks and every every second every minute of every day plastic you just see the microplastic coming from the shore and it's all coming from south america and strangely enough we were lily was invited to a litter marine litter conference in glasgow and there was a lady there from the isle of jura which is one of the uh, hebridean islands and she has said i've come to talk to you today about solutions for marine litter but you know i prepared this presentation and to be honest i'm not going to do it she said because i'm fed up she's collected nearly one million kilos of oh. her beaches and every day she goes out there she does it and the very next day the bit they've there's cleaned more. there's more and she said i just don't know what to do anymore please somebody help me she was so exasperated and there was a gentleman there who is uh he was an expert in uh the currents. Way, the currents and streams and he said you know something I, I hate to tell you this but your island is right in the middle of two gulf streams so you've got the rubbish coming from america and you've got the rubbish coming up so it and, it, and the, the, they're at the worst point, unfortunately, to, for, for this dumping. So and the thing is, is it has to be stopped at source. The fishing industry has got to take measures to stop 
uh, with ghost nets. Yes. Stop chucking, uh, you know, uh, that overboard, just letting things go because they get caught. Boys, uh, cruise ships, they mm-hmm. do a big cleanup um, here in Holland with some, some fishing vessels. You've got 80 fishing ships going and cleaning up a place called the Wadden Islands, and they pick up mattresses, fridges, all of Even these things, washing machines. Yeah, washing machines are dumped into the sea because you know if you're yeah, out there, yeah, because they can't clean it. And, pe- and people think, oh well, nobody's going to see it if I chuck it overboard. But where is the responsibility? Why can't, why can't they just wait until they get to the next de- destination the nation, of land yeah. and wash it there? Yes, or because this is them. unfortunately the case with plastic. When people throw it, throw it away, people people need to have responsibilities because people they don't think before they throw. They don't think about it um, after they after they throw plastic. They don't know the dangers and 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 the deaths of animals that can occur if you throw one piece of plastic. I mean, it's right down to that. You have to think of that image of that beautiful seahorse, but that was holding on to a Q-tip. You know, that was the image of last year floating in the ocean. You know, it's really quite incredible that mm-hmm. people, you know, that they're thinking, actually, if I just chuck it away and nobody can see it, it'll go away. But there is no away with rubbish. That's no. what people have to realise. There is no away. It has to go somewhere. And every day, every week, you hear of whales being washed up because they've eaten plastic tons of rubbish and now we've got even in Sri Lanka we've got elephants on the edge of a a beautiful national park eating the rubbish there because people are just dumping it you know governments have to take responsibility if you've got an elephant that's so desperate to eat food because you know plastic and uh, you know it smells nice you know if you've got a food wrapper or something it's got some chocolate I don't know you know that that's why they're going to get it looks colorful they're going to go and eat it even there was the uh, a video of polar bears going through rubbish because they're starving you know governments need to look together to take responsibility yes because how can't they see how much plastic is taking over the world well and rubbish as well you know we need to have systems in place for all of this because it's really quite tragic well lily's plastic pickup is it's wonderful so lily one of the things that's that's awesome and your mom i hope you thank your mom all the time because Mm -hmm. she's Really, she's I. She's letting you grow and letting you improve the world with with your hands on. You're not just telling your friends, "Hey, don't do this, don't do that." You're actually hands on. You're going to these places where you're actually going. You're getting your hands. I don't want to use the word dirty because that's not. I don't mean that in the the literal sense. But you are using your hands to clean up. Mm-hmm. You're not just saying, hey, you know, that beach is dirty. That beach has yeah. tires. That beach has plastic. You're actually going out and you're doing cleanups. Yeah. Yes. That's, yeah. So that's, that's wonderful. Thank and you. do you get people to go help you so that um, they yeah. feel the reward of saving wildlife and our earth? Mm-hmm. And how do you yeah. get people to go help you? Well, well, because there are also other people who, um, who also have, also have plastic initiatives. Um, so other people who have plastic, um, who have plastic initiative, we we all sort of work together and and do one big cleanup. We did that once um, at a beach, which we did the um, the plastic bucket challenge. Yeah. Um, oh, so, tell me about the plastic bucket challenge. And did well, you get other people besides the people who were leaders in this? Did people yeah. follow you? Okay, so let's hear about that. 
Well, what we did was that we went to this beach and it was um, a few days um, before Christmas. It was the, the 23rd. There was so much plastic there, but, but, but it wasn't above the sand. No, it was underneath because we saw nothing with, um, with the naked eye. But, but underneath the sand, there was so much which shows how much plastic is aging how much, as to how many years it has been there. Because I think the sand and the wind, it's very windy there, and I think the top of the sand is blowing over, so you only have like a little bit flapping. So everybody gets a bucket, and yeah. uh, we all had a gripper, and we all had gloves, and we all went, and we all w- walked maybe two kilometres along the beach and cleaned up, mm-hmm. and then all came and looked to see what, and then we put it all in a recycling, didn't we? And then we all had cake. So we had that. Yeah. Right. No, we had that before. No, but the real world was saving, was saving that beat. It was saving that beat. Well, so now one of the things that you are trying to educate people on is a, a step. So steps mm-hmm. to take. So literally like one, do this, two, do that. And can you recite those for the listeners? Um, yes, but, um, because this was to make it easier for for, y- for younger children who wanted to pick up plastic. So, so I did it um, as one, see it, two, pick it up, three, in the bin. I said that in the Bright Vibes video <laughs> as well. But one thing what I also said, I'm Platt, Louis Platt, licensed to pick up plastic. And if you want to be an agent like me, pick up your rubbish, kids. <laughs> that was what I said. <laughs> but we but sometimes we do we do um skypes with schools in india and and, and, in, and, canada, and in canada and florida uh, and we have um uh, and lily has a, a t-shirt bag that you can make so you can never say that you don't have a reusable bag to take with you and it's and you only need a scissors and you need 15 minutes of your time um and so we can send that that was right so you can get yeah. a nice t-shirt and you, and you cut it to make the handles and then you fray it at the bottom and then mm-hmm. you knot it so that it's closed and then you can always keep it in your bag take it with you whenever you go and you can always refuse plastic bags can't you yeah so that's uh go back through these steps with the t-shirt to cut uh from the collar down to make and then you cut away the sleeves so you've got your handles here Mm -hmm. and then the bottom of the t-shirt you with the scissors you need to cut along and you fray the bottom but then each bit of the fray you you make a knot and you go all the way along so that everything is knotted and then you sort of go back and re-knot so that there's no holes mm-hmm. and then you've got a bag. So and this then, is the I was, I was, got a bag. Have you done a YouTube video of that yet? Um, well, usually, usually we, we have s- the steps on We it. usually, we just talk through with the class and then the, the class, they all make their t-shirt bags. We did it once with a school in India with had a thousand pupils. So can you imagine that was a thousand plastic bags never to be, uh, to be used. Yay! <laughs> um, that actually... Yeah is a great art project for teachers to be doing in the classroom. Well, I'm going to actually do that because I, oh. when I go to the grocery store, you know, you're always pulling those plastic bags to put yeah. Your, yeah. your fruits and your meats in. So I need to definitely be doing something else because I, unfortunately, I bring those plastic bags home and I reuse them. But when That's I forget good. them, then I have to go and get another one. More. Yeah. yeah. So th- I, th- I think that's a good thing. And the thing also just to remember is, you know, it's just to just to be brave about it. But just mm-hmm. bring your own thing to the to, to the supermarket and put your bread in in your own bag and put your you know, uh, you don't need to have a plastic bag for that. And, and also your fruit, you can bring around little bags 
your little yeah. bag for that as well. I think that's, you know, and, and, and once you start doing that and people start seeing, other people think, actually, do you know, that's a really good idea. Well, and, and Lily, you say on your on your video, and you said it so well, Thank so you. I want you to say it again. I'm plat, leave fat, like to pick up plastic, and if you want to be an ancient like me, pick up your rubbish, kids. And that's, yeah, pick up your rubbish, and changing your habits is something mm-hmm. that is what you're trying what you're really trying to get mm-hmm. after because once people start doing that like taking your bags or your t-shirt your cut up t-shirt mm-hmm. to the grocery store we're making less rubbish yes everything you're doing is wonderful thank and, you yeah and then you had something on your demanding action on climate change a few mm-hmm. weeks ago what did your sign say well, what i did for that day, it was um school strike for the climate and um, we also got got these nice signs from Mega from Megan Herbert, and she wrote and she wrote quite a good climate book actually, and um and it was there's no planet B, but the et in planet was written in green. That's now one of our most famous signs. It is because there is no plan B, but there's also no plan planet B. B. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. <laughs> well, how I started with that was that uh, um was that uh, um in mid September in 2018 when I um when I was watching a video of Greta Thunberg and she's the girl who sort of who started the school strike in the Friday. Yeah, she's year. the one that was in Sweden, right? Yes. Yes, and um, when I saw that video, I just thought, okay, I just have to do this. So that was how it started. Oh, a positive imprint, maybe yeah. another positive imprint. And I like it that it's just keeps cycling around. Okay, <laughs> keep going. So sorry. <laughs> but one thing what, what happened um, during the, the early days of the school strike is that more grown-ups started to come and, and they talked to my mom about you should never stop supporting her because I remember when I was her age and I wanted to be an activist, but no one supported me, so I gave up. All of the adults who are listening and seeing school strikers or children who want to be activists, please support them or else they might lose that green heart that they once had. Um, oh, Lily, repeat that. That is so inspirational. Thank you. Say that again to the listeners. Um, well, is that, um, and for all the adults who are listening, um, is that is that if you see school strikers or children who want to be activists, please support them because because if we don't support them, that then they will lose that green heart that they once had, and we need more people, more children with that green heart because everything and everyone on this very planet still has a green heart because everything is connected to the earth. Oh, you are so. Wonderful. I love listening to you and talking to you. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Lily listened to some, uh, an inspirational speaker called Lewis Pugh, and he was a swimmer who swims in the Arctic. He swims for plastic pollution. So have you been to the Arctic where the ice is melting? Well, I haven't been, but I do know how much, how much the Arctic is struggling because when you see these pictures or these videos, you can almost feel feel the arctic that you're in the arctic and you can feel the the sadness that these animals are going through you can almost feel the emotions of it well that's pretty powerful next week i'm going out to boston in the united states to interview some scientists who are studying climate change oh. and they've collected research all around the world and they're meeting to discuss it well, let's-
did meet Greta actually, and you yeah. t- you talked to her about climate change. What did she say to you? That's um, always quite interesting. What yeah, did you talk um, to her about? Well, I asked her a question, which is, what do you think is the worst element of climate change out of deforestation, melting ice caps, plastic pollution, etc.? But what she said was that, well, all of them, because you can't let let climate change reach its peak of power. And for those who don't know what the peak of power is, the peak of power is an all elements become too powerful to stop because you can't go back in time and change. It. you can't you can't go back to the future because that was in the 80s <laughs> what i'm trying to say is that you can't change what we ha- we humanity have started because we only have 12 years 12 years is all we have left because we, we could have had 40 even even 100 if if we would have listened we have wasted so people have wasted their time on on nothing but just talking and not doing anything because we only have 12 years and we only have this planet we need to take care of this planet <laughs> and what's where do you get the 12 years from well because you see everyone talk about we only have 12 years left we only have there are only 12 years before before the well, arctic melts complete there? Completely. Oh, yeah. yes. Yeah. The, uh, the IPCC report. Yeah, the IPCC report. Right. So we we were up in the Arctic a few months ago. Oh, really? And it was so sad because the there was so much ice, but it wasn't ice because of the froze the ocean being frozen. It was because it broke off from the polar ice. Oh gosh, absolutely. Well, what I've recently heard is that the the Arctic ice, there, there are layers now because it's uh, defrosting, but then it's refreezing, and then you've got snow or whatever over the top, but now the reindeer and the animals that, that dig down to eat the grasses, they can't get there anymore because these, these refrozen layers are stopping them from getting to their food. So whereas before you just had snow and they could dig down to eat, because of the uh, well, the temperatures heating up one day, two days, and you have a layer of uh, of snow that's melted, it refreezes, and then you have more snow. But the refrozen layer, they can't break through. So this is why they're also struggling because they can't get to their food source. Twelve years is is really not that. It's not that long at all. And I think also the another thing you wanted was you wanted a climate change taught in schools, um, didn't you? Yeah, from the very beginning, wasn't it? Yeah, even since um since nursery because. Because children need to learn about plastic and, and climate change before it's too late. Because sometimes people, when they see activists or, or child activists like me, they think, oh, that oh, there's just a person doing nothing. Because they don't know what I'm or, or other young activists are doing because they hadn't learned what about this. So I think that they need to be taught about it since from day one of school. And just just spread awareness Not, yes. nothing's frightening but i think that it's if they have a basic knowledge of, of just what's happening you can grow up yeah. to help the planet i think that's what's important this is this is you know because often people say oh schools they throw rubbish everywhere when the children come out i think you know schools also need to take an active hand in uh-huh. in doing cleanups and making sure that they care for their environment i think that's also very very important yes so, Lily, what's in store for you for your next demand action on climate change? Well, the 24th of May is... That's the next coming. global strike. Uh, oh, and thank you for that. So tell me about that. Well, the last one was the 15th of March. Yeah, uh, and over 42 
even 63 countries joined in and and it was amazing seeing how many children were inspired by by the children who were doing school striking and how many people were listening to us yeah it was 1.6 yeah. million children uh, stood up on globe on the on March 15th what about Earth Day on April 22nd do you have anything planned for that day there's a big beach cleanup in the Hague so it might be the 21st or could be the 22nd of April so we still need to have that that's going to be decided yeah. so that's a that's another big beach cleanup um, and then Lily so you're going to Ocean Heroes Boot Camp? yeah in Canada because Adrian Grander he um, he's the founder of Lonely Whale Foundation and they're very against straws uh, um, Say the foundation again. Um, Lonely Whale. Lonely um, Whale, okay. And they're very against straws. And founder is Adrian Grande. He's um, so, um, someone from Hollywood. And he's also one of my fans as well. And we're also good friends with him. Uh, so Lily's have got the ticket, yeah. one of the tickets to go to Ocean Heroes yeah, Boot Camp. It's to a help golden inspire. ticket. Yes, that's what we We're going it. to the land of Poutine and Tim Hortons. All right. <laughs> so that's in Vancouver, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. So, so Lily will go there in uh, at the end of June. And what's very nice is that all her sort of Canadian Twitter family, uh, the Canadian Education Board, who's on Twitter, and mm-hmm. she's done, and the people she's done podcasts with, they're all very excited that she's going to go. I'm also excited. Yeah, so that's good. So hopefully, maybe we'll do something other than because the boot camp is over three days. So maybe we can yeah. go pick up or something when we're there. So is the boot camp for anybody, any child? I think it was for it's it's really to help children who do initiatives like Lily. Uh, it's, it's inspiring, uh, but it's also to help push your initiative to another level. So they have mentors there, like uh, Jeff Krishna from Literati will be there. Mm-hmm. Really? Uh, Hannah for Change is coming. Hannah Tesla, she's she's going to be one of the mentors. You've got Shelby, who she does No Straw November. She's in California. I think she's Shelby's coming. So there's lots of people there to inspire the children. So. I think it will be very nice yeah. for you to see them all. And then they're going to stay in the, the University of British Columbia. Um, and they it, also have a whole Japanese section of, of <laughs> the university, which makes this trip to Canada even more amazing. Lily loves Japan. Oh. He loves all things yeah. Japan, Japanese. <laughs> yeah, I, I know the things what you should do and shouldn't do. <laughs> so, but it but it will be very it will be very interesting to see how it how it all goes. So. One thing that I would love for listeners to hear is. You are still going to yeah. school and you're still able to do the activism. Mm-hmm. And yeah. there are some families that, oh, you know, they need to go to school. Once they graduate from school, then maybe they can get involved. Tell the listeners how they can do it, even though they're still in school. Well, well, usually how I do it is that I, um, I go to my school strikes what well, they begin at 9 a.m. till 10 a.m., then I go back to school, even though, yes, I do miss lessons, but then, I, but then I'm still able to know what, um, what I missed, so then I know um, what happened. And you also need to do your extra work. Yes. And, and, as, so a parent, and as a parent, obviously, a uh, child missing school, this is not something that, uh, you know, as a parent, you, you can approve of. However, uh, with all of Lily's uh, sort of, activism especially that she was so passionate about wanting to do this we arranged with the school legally that she could have an hour 
uh, to sit uh, outside of the town hall and do her uh, and do her school strike. And the school are very supportive of everything that she does. Her plastic. Yeah. And as a parent, usually I help well with her appointments. She's very you, supportive. I am very supportive. You're a very supportive background person. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Usually, usually we try to do it on 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 certain days, like a Thursday. Uh, or a Friday, uh, and uh, and it seems that Lily is busy 24 hours a day with everything that she does. But you know, she's also 10. She likes jumping on the trampoline. She likes going drawing. in my journal. She likes going in her journal. She likes uh, you know going out with Grandpa. She likes going in the forest with the dogs. So there's never a moment that because people write to me and say, why didn't you let her just be a child? I'm not. Uh, <laughs> I'm not being brainwashed. <laughs> Because um, sometimes people think that I'm being brainwashed, but no, she only sometimes helps with my speeches. Well, you she does, you, she, yeah. she does still help me, but, but it still is my idea. It's all your ideas, yeah. really, isn't it? Well, that's good to hear that from you, Lily. Yes. That's good. And, and Eleanor, keep going with your, your parents' yes, answer. Yes, th- and I think that the way to do it really is... Uh, you know our family life I mean uh, the, what, what I do say to people is that if Lily was an amazing footballer everyone uh, would be like uh, you know, oh my gosh this is so amazing and but since it's nature and activism everyone thinks okay you're just crazy this and that that unfortunately is true I mean people are far more uh, sort of willing to and sympathetic to people who do sport and things like this to people who do things for the environment but you know but this is her thing and and this is why if she needs to go to the north of Holland to go to a, a conference and, and talk about her project you know I, I will take her there because this is something that's very important for her I mean I'm a, I'm a sort of Montessori mother I, I studied Montessori I was a Montessori teacher um, and Montessori always said you know help me to do it for myself and this is me helping my child to do it for herself and so if she needs to wants to learn about a bald eagle that lives somewhere on a mountain somewhere but I will find the book to help her understand all of that so and my father is another great inspiration for he's Lily a living tree of knowledge because he's traveled over the whole world and any question she has uh, he has a book that will answer her so you know the whole family yeah. supports everything that she does and that's then that's the main thing I mean we do have to have a condition that she does uh, she has tests that she has to complete she has to get it right so you know I, I do know that that for her is also extremely important so so you do find a balance but you know but I don't think I ever want to look back on her growing up and think I stopped her from doing what she needed to do because you this is do that. yeah because this is her this is her this is Lily yeah and you're a wonderful Lily and also just the fact that what you're doing that is so educational because you're learning science you're learning Mm -hmm. math you're learning writing you're learning public relations absolutely you're learning speech writing everything i mean you have and you're learning history Mm -hmm. the skill of going and meeting people and being in all sorts of social situations you know and and sort of a media training of how to be in front of a camera i mean all of this is you know you can't there's no school anywhere. I think the University of Life is a great school, and 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 you know. Yes. And so when she's not in school, she's in the University of Life. So that's my. <laughs> that's what I always say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. Grandpa, he's also a very, he's a very, 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 very big supporter um, um, of me, and he's also been traveling almost at half of the world, half, half of the world. And he's also a geologist, so he knows a lot about minerals and and things. He makes hands down some of the best food ever. <laughs> Being a geologist, does he teach? Have obviously he's 
taught you about some of the rocks and the yeah. layers of the rocks. And It's uh, quite interesting. Whenever that we go anywhere, when we were in Glasgow, there's a lot of granite everywhere. And we see a lot of fossils. And he, they find things. all the fossils. They sit for and can walk for half an hour, only going no, to take them on we, a Saturday. No, we cannot resist. Yeah. We so, can't resist. So you have to add about 10 minutes onto your journey. And then, and then they also love to look at the rocks and love to see what's yeah. happening. But just one point I'd like to make is that what Lily was talking about supporting children, there's a, there's a big following now for activists, which is called Parents for Future. And now they also have teachers for future, scientists for future. And there's even grandparents for the climate here in Holland. And all of this... All of these bodies are, it's like a buffer zone for the children to feel that they are supported and uh, understood and acknowledged for what they're doing, because that's also what's important, I think. And also for this movement to go on and for the media to take them seriously, mm-hmm. I think, you know, having having your parents behind you is, is, is also uh-huh. uh, very, very important. It is. Well, I've so appreciated the two of you sharing your activism, your thoughts, your childhood. (laughs) Lily, you have your little famous phrase. So get a bag, get a grubber, uh, and clean up the world. Who's with me? Eleanor. Thank you so much. Lily, thank you. You're welcome. Well, enjoy your Earth Day. You can learn more about Lily's plastic pickup through her social media pages and certainly send her a supportive message. I'll have links to her sites on my blog page. Yep, my new blog, yourpositiveimprint.com. Check it out and sign up for email updates. Well, this wonderful rad music is composed and performed by Chris Knoll. Check out his music at chrisknoll.com. Well, follow me on my social media, Your Positive Imprint. What's your PI? Subscribe to this podcast. Hit that subscribe button. Subscribe now.